0: hey 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 good morning good morning uh how are you good (laughs) really this is what we're doing okay what type of energy we on? What type of energy? Where are we at? What is this at? Where, Dr. Hamlet, where are you? I'm at like a six, six,
1: seven. A little stressy. A little stressy. A
0: little stressy. stress-y.
1: Dr. Gaines.
0: Uh,
2: can we say like a 3.5?
0: We most certainly can. It's your scale. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Let's Let's go with that. Okay. I give myself a five. I feel like I'm where I need to be. Um, I think I'm at a five. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's new (laughs) in in these social media streets? Where do we start? I know there's so many different stories, but I think we were briefly just talking about bad and bougie. Miss Jennifer, is it? Jennifer Buck in her book? I think no. it was Jennifer Buck. Here's my thing. Uh-oh.
2: No, no, uh-oh. <laughs> um, are y'all tired? I'm tired. Like, we, <sighs> these things just keep happening over and over again. And I feel like at this point, there's a apology template floating around not a apology white template, a white apology template that is circulated and they just cut and paste different variations of the same thing over and over again. That's what I feel like, but nobody ever changes. There's no growth in self-awareness.
0: Nothing. Okay. Okay. I mean, but honestly, like, keep it funky for a second. Do you really feel like they're trying to be genuine in their apology? Are they really trying to change in their behavior?
2: No, that's why it's a template. (laughs) Okay. Because I I use templates when I don't want to have yeah Uh-uh.
0: Your your, your templates are different.
1: You're not. No, I'm just. You're not. Use a template.
2: <laughs> what I'm saying is, you use a template when you want to make things easier. You don't have to want to put that much effort into it. You just copy and paste. You know, switch out this word for this word.
1: Okay. You know, I there's think no it's thought. Wait, say that again.
2: I said there's no thought.
1: I think it's because it's rooted in kind of like historical, blatant, pervasive disrespect. Like, like, as if we don't, we don't necessarily deserve the basic modicum of respect. So it's like, we could just ah, do whatever and then pull the template out. It's all good. Who cares?
0: I, I, I got nothing. I just, I feel like, and I think Dr. Hamlet, you had mentioned this before we had, you know, started recording and thinking in the hopes that after george floyd things would change yeah and it's not it's
2: you know what has changed that Uh-oh. template has just gotten to more people That's changed. <laughs> because now they know they're being watched but i mean do they so but even if on, the... people got on the white line and said, Can you please pass that along so that she did, yes, we have yes, it? Yes,
0: Dr. Hamlet, she did, did she
1: say, say the white light.
0: Yes, the I'm white light. Dr.
1: Gaines, is there a phone number or a situation we don't know
0: about? <laughs> like a 211. <2-1-1? laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they hopped on.
0: Oh, God.
2: They had a powwow. Not a powwow. They had a powwow. <clears throat> At least is how these things go in my mind when I imagine like what happens. It's like...
0: <laughs> okay. It's, it's, I don't know. Here's
1: the thing though, this how complicated it is, right? Because I think when you hear these kind of conversations, like we're having, you see the pushback, like the new laws in Florida, where it's like, our, our, like it comes across as us being racist. And it's just the amount of lack of reflection on the actual problem. It becomes gaslighting. I mean, the gaslighting is so pervasive that somebody hearing this won't say like, "Maybe I should, you know, think about this and what role I play if I'm a white person." It'll a lot of times it seems like it instantly goes to this people get offended,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And we get labeled the aggressor.
1: Yes, but the
2: thing about it is, and I'm paraphrasing, but even the publisher, when they put out their statement, when they pulled the book, it was saying as part of their template um, that there was a series of lapses in judgment. Yes, there was, but my thing is, oh, there's so many things, but one of my things is that's proper grammar, right? One of my things is, um, how many layers of accountability did we miss in your series of lapses in judgment? Like, I don't understand. You started from a place of writing about Black people. Let's start. Th- let's start at the starting point because right. you very, set out very much so,
0: absolutely,
2: to write a book about Black women with no Black people involved. Now you got some along the way, okay. But why was that even a thing to begin with? I don't understand. Like what motivates, that's my question. If I was sitting in the (laughs) therapy room, I would want to understand the motivation behind wanting to write a book based on the theology of trap feminism as a white woman. What's your motivation?
0: There was none.
2: There. No, there there had to be some to write it. Mm
0: -mm. Mm -mm. Because I think a lot of this foolishness, because let's just call a spade a spade. A lot of this foolishness just comes from just a fleeting idea. So in that fleeting idea, whether it was a conversation or something maybe that was said, or they experienced in a brief moment, a light bulb went off. They felt like it was never done before and they had to be the first one to do it. Privilege. That part. And so then, go ahead, Dr. Hamlet. No, you go ahead, I'll I'll tell you. And so then from that space, right? They start rolling, they get a lot of traction. And even in getting that said traction, still never dawned on them to 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 sort of look at or reach out to, like you said, black people because it's been taken on by the masses and it's doing really well. Is it doing well? I mean, in their minds. It was doing well until it was wasn't. <laughs> so look in this <laughs> in this article, somebody asked about her research process, this
1: is what she said, so maybe we can unpack this for a second. I did this research directly interviewing women running trap with a research team of prominently Black women. Everyone was paid well, those who helped me conduct the research and those interviewed. I will also add, I believe anti-racist work is the work of white people to do, which includes hiring and elevating Black voices and all the historically marginalized voices in doing
0: theology. I'm raising my hand because you guys can't see it. But like, so my hugest pet peeve in life don't, 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 don't grin, Dr. Gaines, at all. My hugest pet peeve in life is when you call them out on their mess and they ride that fine line of, oh, you misunderstood, or I did it this way. So gaslighting, shh, gaslighting. that part, because you're literally blowing. I'm about to get fired up. I feel it in my chest. I feel like I'm easily a 9.5 on the scale right now. Like you're not going to sit here and convince me because you hired black people to do research that you're doing the work. Correct. Let me ask and, you this. And, and sorry, <laughs> no, and God. you're not going to fancy it up and say that they were paid well by whose standards? Sorry. I, 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 I think I just need to sit quiet because I'm getting fired up, but carry on. No, I mean,
1: that's, it's infuriating is what you're saying. Like, Carry
0: on. I just I need to sit here for a little bit. I mean, what
1: what's going through my head? This is random. You guys ready? Oh
0: God. Okay. I'm here for it though. I'm here for it.
1: I'm here for it. <laughs> you know, it's like the gas lighting, right? It's so evident. You remember in uh, Pulp Fiction when Sam Jackson they went in an apartment with the with the guy and he was eating a hamburger and he's like, <laughs> Do I look like? I forgot what he said to him. And he's like, What? He's like, Do I look like <laughs> What did he say? You guys remember the line? I don't even remember the line, but I'm going to find it because that's how I feel. Allow me to retort. (laughs) Remember that? Yes.
0: Oh my God. Like they, I, I,
1: mm. are we
0: dumb? Am I dumb? They want us to be, though. Yes, they want they want us to be like sis. really thought that this was was going to slide under the radar.
1: The blatant disrespect, that's what I keep going back to lately. It's just a wanton, blatant lack of respect, like respect is such a basic thing that people deserve and you have to earn. Right. But like. It's just wanton disregard. in my mind she did it because she just felt like she could yes literally that's it period i can do that i can do anything
0: (laughs) 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 wait like but but you know what's so funny though it makes me tired
2: it's a little bit of a tangent but it's related um i was watching on netflix um do you guys like hassan Minash? i think that's how you pronounce his name
1: i don't know what that is so
2: he's um he's like a he's a comedian but he does a lot of like political commentary also um he has a show on netflix called the patriot act and i think he was he did um, another show like on cable television prior to this. Um, But anyway, he, and I think this is like a thing, the reason why I bring it up is because I think this is a thing in um, maybe families of color that's different um, from white people. Cause one of the things that he was saying in his um, comedy special was that, you know when he was younger growing up, he liked this white girl and he remembers going to her house for the first time and talking to her parents and her parents were like, you know, what are you into? And he was kind of like, what do you mean? And basically the message was like, you can do anything. Like you can be anything, you can do anything. And he was saying his mind was like blown because in his family, in his Indian family, there's only specific things that you're supposed to do. Like you gotta be a doctor, you gotta be a lawyer, you gotta be an engineer. Like you have to be like at the highest levels of education and do something like really, really professional. There's like no other options. Because being a comedian, people in his culture look at him like, mm, what are you doing? You know? So when you said, um, I can do anything, I was like, I wonder if that's like a white thing that they just, you know, that was part of privilege, right? Like, I can do anything, any and everything, including disrespect people.
1: And, and you know, to take in the, in the words of my, my favorite housewife, Sheree, who's gonna check <laughs> me, boo?
0: Mhm. <laughs> nobody it, but like come on I and have then, no words I just
2: and also too it's also related to I think we were talking about about there being like standards like how we are kind of held to a different kind of standard up oh, can't do this can't do that gotta be better than that gotta do this gotta be faster gotta be quicker gotta be smartest gotta be strongest gotta 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 gotta, gotta. and white people are just out here like I'm mediocre today. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be
0: average today because the level of societal respect, if that's even a thing, right. An image is different. So like by default, in order for us to achieve this respect or seat at the table, right. Cause that's the newest catchphrase to be respected at the table we have to do those things
1: you know what here's the thing that's complicated for me sometimes because I think about like work and how everyone is pretty much burnt out at this point regardless Mm -hmm. of your gender ethnicity whatever like in this Mm -hmm. COVID so it's interesting that like we're all in this rat race and then even for people who think it's easier for them or they get I mean it's this is complicated right but like the idea that we're all oppressed by this culture. Mm-hmm. So even people, if they think they're getting ahead, like it's still really hard on them and you might not even be winning. Like, what do you think you're actually winning? Like, if you get a job over me because you're white, then you get a job where they just try to run you in the ground with work and you're not happy anyway. Like, like what are we competing for actually, is what I'm saying. Like. Mm-hmm. To, <clears throat> health benefits. Okay. Well, yes. that are piss poor anyway. I mean, there's levels, right? Because I'm talking about like in the working world, the people we interact with. But of course, the inequity is pervasive and poverty and all the things. So I'm not trying to discount that. It just seems like, I don't know, Earth is ghetto. You heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I I I like to your point, Dr. Hamlet, I i we're competing, right? We're competing for these positions. And I think what sort of comes to mind is um someone had reached out to me um in a prior place of employment to discuss the person that um a person or you know the the, the position that I once held was um by somebody else who did who does apparently a quarter of what i used to do and they were like not once have we heard that this person has got called into hr oh,
1: right the students that
0: the students that the person takes had issue and gave like a different type of report in terms of feedback from what they Got at the particular site, and so I was like, Oh,
1: there's that. so so that that's that's actually kind of negates my point because that's what happens. <laughs> like, I would like to think we're all equally oppressed, but of like, course, oh, of course, no
0: Mm-mm.
1: Mm-mm. Nope, It's like, oh, okay, told you just out here being average. Let me ask you guys, though, like, <clears throat> because in our work, we work with people of all ethnicities, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you how do you think about it in your clinical work, which is maybe beyond this conversation? But like. Do you guys have white patients ever? Oh, I ever? <laughs> or in, in, yes. <laughs> ever in your whole ever, ever life? I mean, I yes, I do. So how do you make sense of it in terms of our mental health? Lens, you know what I'm saying?
0: Like
2: (laughs) (laughs) you want this episode to be like all day long.
0: (laughs) I mean, I just because it's like, where should I start? Like, I'll just use an example and make it make sense in terms of like kids, right? So we'll take we'll take gender out of it and we'll just stick with age. So a six-year-old. Okay six-year-old two different households two parent households in both i'll make it just as like literally this set this set set the tone for what is two parent household six-year-old child presents relatively the same but the black family just has a case of don't know how because no one's ever told them, right? Can't access resources because they don't know that they're there. Meanwhile, and the white household has had every resource known to man and willing to pay for whatever else, but would, could care less, could like just, oh, just talk to um, the nanny and figure it all out. But like the nanny's not with you 24 hours a day, unless, I mean, maybe she is, but like, wouldn't you want to know? I'm going to you to communicate like things that you could carry over into like the mealtime routine or the bedtime routine. And they're like, yeah, just, I mean, if you have, mom legit said to me, if you have it written out or something, just give it to the nanny. She can read it over. I was like, oh, oh, okay. But
1: see, don't you think though, that's more about, to me, that's more about socioeconomic status where certain people have money and nannies. (laughs) But I'm thinking like, even when we all Mm. used to work together, like our average client, right?
0: It's just, it just feels extra complex because I guess those, ex- I- those extra those okay so when we yeah okay yeah when we all work together some clients got away with anything
1: That's
0: a anything oh, and I'm yeah. thinking of Latoya's client who oh yeah <laughs> got banned from everything for like she said for one offense
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: legit had to go to the mat that, that client like no like
2: meanwhile no. I had another client of a different racial yes. background that got chance after chance
0: yep
2: after chance kept running away yep kept being MIA but got chance after chance meeting after meeting intervention after intervention
1: and yes. it's like,
2: at what point what point do we give her 24-7 uh, security mm-hmm. all the time? Because she just, you know, is everywhere. Versus the one who, she just wanted to go see her mom. That's it? I just want to go stay with my mom. <laughs> like, that's it.
1: You know?
0: And that's I- just go ahead I'm just thinking out loud but go ahead
1: me too I really <laughs> like
2: because I mean you know similar to what Todd is saying two, you know same kind of situations same kind of challenges and difficulties just different races and I also think size played an issue too which is another conversation I feel like people aren't ready for but you know I think my one client who was bigger in stature, Mm -hmm. that played a role in how people treated her.
1: So let's let's think of it this way, right? Like if this is historically just embedded, this idea of like blackness, anti-blackness and black people not being seen as full humans, right? If that's embedded in the DNA of this country in particular, that we're like subhuman, so therefore Mm -hmm. not entitled to the same humanity or respect, I mean, that's going to take, if ever, if it ever changes, it's going to take forever. So the question is, like, what do we do to survive and heal in the midst of this apparent and obvious and persistent
0: unfairness? What people have been doing since um, 2020 when COVID started, creating their own tables in their own spaces.
1: Yeah, continue to do that. That's the answer.
0: Unfortunately. I mean, granted, there are spaces out there that are very welcoming and affirming, but they're not at the larger tables because they don't want their counterparts to really know that that's the side of the fence that they side on. But then... Oh, sorry. No, go go ahead.
1: ahead. I think there the, the, then there's the challenge of like creating our own spaces, right. Like when we go back and think about things like uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right so long ago mm-hmm. and things like that where it's like when we do try to create our own thing, there's this the backlash, a backlash of fear of what happens when we organize ourselves and create our own safe spaces. It's like sometimes like I Wall feel Street. like we're not even let to we're not even allowed to really do that.
2: I mean, coming back full circle. I don't even want to. Hold on. Let me make sure I get her name correct. You know? Um, oh, my goodness. The woman that we started talking about. The Jennifer, the Buck? Jennifer Buck? Jennifer um, Buck? No, no, no. Not her. Not the her. Original. But the original. The yeah. original. Oh,
0: Bowen. Um, Bowen, yes.
2: What's her first name? Because I don't even want to disrespect her like that that wonderful black
0: woman oh my goodness cecily
2: okay cecily bowen got it sets out to create this idea to honor and acknowledge the real experiences of black women yep people get threatened and now we have this white woman who wants to take it and put it out there as her own right It's like that very idea that you were just talking about, Dr. Hamlet. Why can't we have our things? Why do you now have to come in and take it?
0: Not with the fingers.
2: Yes. (laughs) Y'all can't see me, but take it and put your white (laughs) sprinkle. not sprinkle. Yes. Into it and put it out there because right now we have people are talking about it because of a white woman.
0: Mm-hmm, and, they, and, it, and it's been said she coined that word back in 2014. Yeah, but see, I think the people in the
1: space, the feminist theory professors, I think they very much respected Cecily. I think it's well known that like she, she kind of coined this, and I think she's given respect but I think that's where I think the privilege thing doesn't pan out because what it actually does is it makes white people feel like their real value, maybe the main source of their value is comparing to other people, right? Like you could, you, you could have so much creativity and other ways to think about other aspects of white culture, but it's so with the racism thing, it's been so indoctrinated that like, you just compare yourself to the standard against blackness so then it's like, instead of come up with like original ideas, and that's not to say obviously that of course there's lots of white people who are smart and come up with lots of things, theories, but it just seems like the default is to always go back to be comparing their identity in relation to blackness. And then it doesn't give you a chance to like build out your whole identity otherwise. Like she could have come up with all kinds of theories very well could
2: have. it's like the push pull like i hate you don't leave me y'all know that book yeah, <laughs> yeah it is like yeah, that yeah mm-hmm. it's like i hate you i don't want y'all here go away but i want to dress like you and i want to tan like you and i want to wear my hair like you and i just want i just want you to be my
1: costume I I why,
2: why
1: are you worried about trap queens
0: <laughs> I can't I just it just makes me tired like oh my god like is this is this really what it is like y'all hate us so much yet you love us and want to replicate us. like is that enough. what we're doing can't get enough
2: you know it's like um that popcorn remember that popcorn I had that I was like I just got to try it again just to make sure I don't like
1: it Remember? From Trader Joe's. What, what yes. was that? <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> like cinnamon or
0: something? No. no, it had like it had, it had like kind. it was like oh, a ton of different seasonings on this one popcorn. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Went to Trader Joe's until I damn near cried because it wasn't on the shelf. So it was like mm, I don't know. I gotta try it again. See if I like it. <laughs> I just gotta, halfway, I had to halfway through it. the bag mind you <laughs> halfway through the bag she's like it's okay I think I like it <laughs> what <laughs> like, some, like, some things are good, are good and
1: terrible good and, good and terrible <laughs> just... <laughs> I just had to make sure
2: I wasn't a fan but I had to continue to make sure I wasn't a fan you know I just had to keep eating it to make sure I
1: don't think but that's the thing right like what's the opposite of, of love it's really indifference I don't think white people actually hate us I think it's like Like you're saying, like it's this combination of, I don't even think it makes sense really to to white people, right? Because if if we meet and have friends or are in work or personal relationships with white people, I mean, you can have a, a regular conversation. It's like, but the race thing always comes back, but I don't even think the average white person is like, I actively hate a black person. Why, do you even know a black person?
2: because it's learned it's not something that you know like you're taught this from somewhere from somebody so it's not like this organic thing that just no. rises out of you from the depths of your soul you know that and then here it is no like somebody taught you that somebody told you that you learned it somewhere somehow so
1: but it it's it, it's a disservice to white people because it doesn't give them a chance like if you're a kid and your parents just say don't, you know, you're better, you, you you have a certain privilege. Those people are dangerous or those people, we feel bad for them. And you should always, I don't know, whatever the message is. It's like, it doesn't give you a chance to like form your own opinion, your own identity. I
2: think they just get off the developmental track.
1: Yeah. It takes them off the developmental
0: track. Well, uh-oh. at what at what point are they getting back on said track because like what are we doing here <laughs> like what are we doing here well because you know we start out
2: growing up you know we're dependent on the adults in our lives to kind of teach us about the world and help us make sense of our experiences but then after a while you start to question things for yourself you don't necessarily need that same level of input so you have experiences this is what you know, your family says, but then you're like, "Mm, I don't know, like, I hear what you're saying, but I experience it this way. And then there starts to be, you know, the confusion. And then eventually the goal is you come to some kind of understanding for yourself, whether that incorporates what you've been taught or not, it's still your own thing.
1: But I think that's, I think that's when people are like, okay, you go do that. And you'd be right out this (laughs) will. That's cool. <laughs> don't come to my house, though. Not <laughs> out the wheel We out the will. I'm Listen, saying, I think that's yep. what people are up against when they try to say, like, I actually don't believe yep. this. Right. It's like, okay, you could be right over there mm, without point. this community. That's
0: the choice I think they have to make. Yep. My livelihood. But then, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. But then that makes me feel sad. Do I want to feel sad right now?
1: you don't already feel sad this whole story is terrible why does that make you feel sad though more than in the conversation in general well because if we if we think
2: about having to make a decision between being embraced emotionally and financially from your family versus Choosing to hate a group of
0: people because they told you to? It's real. That's what it is. It's real. It's so real. Then, so,
1: so then you're Jennifer like, no, but I really like that. I'm going to write this book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like that.
1: I mean, she wrote that book probably thinking like she's interested. She under. She's trying to affirm this group of people i mean i don't know her i don't know what she's thinking but she probably wrote that book because she is interested she finds it fascinating it's really about the empowerment she's not even wrong i mean that's the thing because it was someone else's theory right this idea like when you think about like but women who are empowered i could imagine that she was just interested and
0: i don't know what do i know but how did she but then Okay. I playing devil's advocate. I feel like, yeah, because she put her in a footnote. She put well there's there's the privilege then. You're right. Because that's where you're right. Like when called on it, she
1: acknowledged. Oh doubled down. She doubled down on it.
0: Like, yeah, I wrote this book. Mm Yeah, there's the problem. And OPS, I put you in a footnote. Just out here.
1: White womaning. Okay, Dr. Buck, I tried to give you a little uh, benefit of the doubt, but no, it didn't work you out. You
0: can't. It's unfortunate you can't. You know, I don't know. What are our takeaways? Mm-hmm. Is that where we're at? Because mm-hmm. I see, you know, all three of us are stuck. Got it. So our takeaways, Dr. Gaines, would you like to lead the way?
2: My takeaway is I wonder if God looks down on us and just shakes his head sometimes in disbelief of like what is happening
1: on okay. Earth. You think so? I think I think so. I think it's like he having a whole
0: conversation walking. This is not what I walking, walking through them good clouds like this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't what I planned. I feel <laughs> like I got a
1: rock in my Birkenstock.
0: <laughs> uh, like this ain't it. This ain't it. No, oh. this is not it. Like no. He going through it. Yeah. Dr. Hamlet, your takeaway?
1: I mean, to build on that is because, right, if we think of like God as overarching energy of love and goodness and peace and healing i mean this whole situation is completely the opposite of that
0: mm-hmm. so it's
1: like people have turned away from the basics of our humanity
2: because we are not human
1: yes and it's like oh that's just crazy that but they love god
0: Mm-hmm. yeah there's a, a even down the sweet baby too. jesus in the manger hmm yep
1: mm. and you could use religion to explain any behavior so because
0: it's done on a regular I don't <laughs> Dr. Taj what about you yeah I yeah. mean I think I just struggle with I think I, I I I operate in a space now having gone through different experiences um that I can only control me um I can only be mindful of me in, in, in these spaces when I interact with anyone across the lifespan, regardless of race. Um, but obviously don't go into situations naive, like everyone has your back. So that's just the space, you know, that I, that I unfortunately operate in now because I've, I've had too many to count situations that have left a bad taste in my mouth. So for me, it's 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 no longer a surprise when stuff like this happens. It's more like, uh, oh, it was a matter of time. Mm. And that's not a good way to operate, but that's just sort of the space that I'm in.
1: You know, I also just don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to the I have to do like I'm, I'm I, like, I'm going to work as hard as I'm going to work for my own mm-hmm. work ethic. And so I feel good about it and to do my personal best, but best, but I, I just don't want to hold myself to that standard anymore. Like, I'm not going to let you like haze me into doing more than, than somebody
0: else, just cause to get your approval, I'm just going to make my own lane. But mm-hmm. even to that point, like thinking about thinking back to when the three of us work together, like not tooting our own horns. Like we busted our ass day in, day out. Facts. Well beyond 40 hours. Like some of this stuff we would carry home like and wake up and like, okay, well maybe I could plan it this way or maybe I could do it this way. And it still was like, oh, that's all you got. And so I think it's it's ingrained in us a level of excellence right but like you said dr hamlet a level of excellence in our own lane at our own pace and the way that we want it to look and that's i could stand 10 toes down on that cuz that's just where i'm at. like oh oh and this is and this is definitely the space that dr taj works in like uh oh you don't have to see it my way Mm-mm. nope Mm-mm. Mm-mm. give me 2 seconds let me pivot this thing and I'm gonna stay in this space. You can do whatever, but I'm gonna stay in this space because you will not. My blood pressure ain't getting high. I'm not, gone are the days of sleepless nights. Gone are the days where I'm wearing stuff at home. When I take that thing down, I take that thing down. I'm sleeping good. <laughs> like That's it. I'm not waking up like, ah, in a frenetic mess. Mm-mm.
1: And if that's I start my- to feel like that,
0: it's time to pivot yes. again. It's like, oh, 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 my blood pressure high? I had a sleepless night about something. Mm-mm. You talk let me, crazy. let me tap into this. Mm-mm. Let me tap into this OT circle and see who wants this case. Cause this ain't for me. You know, I have a really good OT that, um, is a little closer in your area and works with your flexibility. I could definitely, you know, pass it off and, you know, you can continue to work. Oh, okay. Thank you, Dr. Todd. Be well. mm
1: That's wellness. I mean, that's looking out for your own wellness.
0: Absolutely. But again, I had to learn that.
2: Yeah. And nobody's going to do it for you but you. Right. So if we're, you know, waiting around for our jobs or agencies to care, waiting a long time.
0: Well, that was a good talk, guys. Yeah. No. I mean, I mean, it's not. just, yes, yeah, just it's should a, we check in before we check out? Is that what we do? doing? We need to check in before we check out. What's what's what? Where are we on the scale, Dr. Hamlet? I mean, it's just
1: so tr- it feels so complicated to me and it's just exhausting.
0: You got a number, period. <laughs> <laughs> Period, Uh Pooh. I didn't ask you all of that. I want to know. You got a number? Where you (laughs) at? I mean, probably like a
1: three.
0: All right. Dr. Gaines? Yeah, I'm
2: still sitting at that three and a half.
0: Sitting at that three and a half. Mm -hmm. I think I definitely went up to my 9.5, but I was able to regulate myself back down to my five. So I'm good. We're going to close out in the three to five range. Yes, close us out, Dr. Baj. All right. Um, So you can find us on beingthepodcast.com and being the podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And feel free to email us at the doctors at beingthepodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to chit chat it up. Talk to you guys soon. Bye y'all.